0: Should be.
2: You're all worthless and weak. No, I love you all. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Rich Hornberger is in for Jason Smith tonight. Smith taking in some soccer. I want to believe that he's there with a large group of people making a fool of himself. Gluttonizing on nachos and spilling cheese all over a freshly bought t-shirt that he claims is vintage. You know it's true if you're a long-time listener of the show. And how about a fresca if you want to mock him? You want to talk to me at Swollen Dome? Talk to Rich at Ornberger. O-H-R-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. Mornings in San Diego. Sunday mornings here with Steve Hartman. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. Following me and Bucky Brooks waxing poetic uh, on all things in the sporting universe. And Steve Hartman telling you all about his life. And making you want to go to confession for him. Yes, yeah. Is that that's an accurate depiction? I think.
4: Well, if Steve Hartman is anything, he's an honest man and uh, to a fault. I was going to say,
2: I, I don't know that the term "honest to a fault"
4: has ever ever been more appropriately <laughs> applied. I mean, I the stories <laughs> that he's willing to share with me that you know there are times where I say to him, "Like, have you ever told anybody else that story ever?" And he'll say. As a matter of fact, I think no. You're the first one, <laughs> and I just I I I mean, you know, I guess there's a there's a point in life, and he's he's talked about this openly, where you just don't care what yeah. anybody <laughs> thinks of you anymore. You're gonna live your life the way you want to live, and uh, he he loves doing three things. And we can talk about two of them.
2: (laughs) That is very well put. Very well put, even on a Friday night. Rich, knowing where that line is. Not a lot of offside calls and false starts for you, Rich Hornberger, let me oh, tell you. The
4: the mind wanders. No, I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I love our crew, uh, our weekend crew up at the National. I love uh, running to you and Bucky on my way out, especially the fact that Bucky Brooks so generously brings in donuts it's every true. weekend. Yeah, just oh. about
2: every weekend. From, but what's great about it is he does it from different places, too. Yeah, you yeah never, he, It's like the box of chocolates in Forrest Gump. You don't know what you're going to get.
4: Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. And he has good taste in donuts, which is important. Yeah, you don't realize how important that is until somebody starts plying you with them weekly. And then you think to yourself, well, this guy understands what an assortment's supposed to look
2: like. Well, since it is a holiday weekend, I, I said it was my turn. So look at I've you. got my place picked out. Wow. You'll just have to wait and see where they come from. Hey, mm. if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations. They do apply. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll head out to Las Vegas, talk about the silly season in the NBA. Early odds in the NFL and some of the fun based on what we're tracking there with our buddy Todd Furman, uh, who joins us each and every week on the program, kind to give us his time and a little insight on where your uh, fun dollars should go if you're trying to look into the larger sporting universe. And, of course, what USC and UCLA's move to the Big Ten means for, well, 2022 football. Because there's going to be some ramifications there uh, in short order. We'll talk about that. But story that I saw that I, I thought was kind of cool is Travion Williams of the Cincinnati Bengals is looking to, uh, well, become a professor of sorts. Uh, he's returning to Texas A&M along with sports attorney Alex Sinatra to teach a course at the university's law school for student athletes and law students about NIL. Huh. Now, we've seen bits and pieces of this, right, of trying to build up little cohorts within colleges, right, getting alumni, get maybe staffing new people. We wonder how much it, it's affecting older coaches on their decisions maybe to step away, right, Jay Wright, maybe yep. Coach K a little bit, right, age and the success that he's had and saying, you know what, I'm done, I've had enough, but, you know, in a – truth serum moment might one percent of that pie be yeah i don't want to deal with that right that that's speculative of course so you know don't write me up that i'm making an allegation of coach k's decision process but we're all reasonable people we could all go through the the checks and balances and if you've been doing something the same way for 40 plus years and suddenly they tell you to do something else you might tell them to beat it my grandmother up until she was in her mid 80s was working part-time at a medical supply company. Did everything on typewriters, all paper copies as soon as they said exclusively she had to go to the computer, she said beat it. Yeah. And that yeah. was that was the retirement. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing
4: that. When your job and your role in that job fundamentally changes, you know, we're not talking about added responsibilities. We're not talking about, hey, you know, could you cover this shift and you're just doing the same thing but for longer. We're talking about fundamentally, foundationally, the earth moving underneath your feet and then having somebody walk into your office and say, hey, this is the way we're doing it now. For now on, we're not sports talk radio. We're switching to country music. You know, I'm
2: ready. I'm getting ready to go to a Zach Brown band concert, Rich. I'll report live from there at Wrigley Field a week from Saturday.
4: You got the jump on all of us. But I even just, had the hat to go with it. Let's go. It's just one of those things where people... And this is just everybody, not college basketball coaches like the couple of examples there. This is everybody. You you get used to a, a certain set of responsibilities. And again, going back to age, you get to a certain age in a job or a certain level of accomplishment in a job. And you say, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to do that. So I quit
2: you know i'm I'm done with this i i you know maybe it's a change in responsibilities i know a bunch of folks in our business at one point folks were saying hey you've got to do blogs or you know we need a free podcast on top of what you're doing uh in your normal day-to-day work and a lot of them at the time said nope not doing that yeah they regretted it because you know it, it ended up becoming a hard line in some of their jobs but even simple things like that hey you need to get on twitter You need to embrace Instagram, all of those things. They're not necessarily suggestions. It's a, all right, the world of consumption is changing. How do we go with it? That's particular to our business. Whatever you do out there, we do appreciate you wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Uh, Terrestrial Radio, local affiliates, we're at 400 plus, and we appreciate you all. Thanks to the program directors and you all for your support. The iHeartRadio app. Uh, In myriad ways. I mean, there's so many different ways to get the program. Uh, But whatever you do in your jobs, you know it, there's some piece of it that you look at and go, man, this really, one more change to this and I'm done. Right. You might not be able to to do anything about it, but at least in your brain, it's that, man, you know, they, they just keep changing the game on me.
4: Well, and slow changes are easier to deal with. Like, I'll give sure. you an example of something that over the course of my life just slowly revolved toward the world that we're in now. And I, I remember it when I was a kid watching my mom balance her checkbook, right? She would sit down, usually, it was a weekly event, and her and my dad, usually my mom, but her and my dad would discuss finances. And she would write down all the checks that she wrote and you had the little carbon copy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's how we paid our bills. And that's how, you know, you paid the, 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 the deli down the road sometimes would accept checks, you know, and that was, that was the standard. And that's, that's what I grew up watching. And then as I was getting into high school, Debit cards became a lot more popular, and online bill pay started becoming a lot more popular. It was a slow transition away from paper checks into what we now know is is almost like this invisible currency like we all use plastic and you know a lot of us don't even receive bills in the mail anymore it's all in your email it's all if you check your statements online all that stuff and it was a slow progression so everybody had some time to wrap their heads around it but in the case of like for example in college football You know, UCLA and USC, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, it seems, uh, they up and they join the Big Ten. You're just like, whoa!
2: Moving (laughs) in plain sight. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite moving from Baltimore with a moving truck, or I should say from Indianapolis to Baltimore. Right, right, with the the Mayflower truck. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's not quite that obvious. Hey, there's a truck leaving. What's going on there? Yeah, why? Where they? Where they go? I'm still just incredulous that nobody at the top of the Pac-12, even in a change of leadership or other teams, had an inkling or will go on record to say, "Yeah, we knew this was going." And they went behind our backs in this alliance and blah blah blah.
4: Well, but- well, you know, you know what's shocking about more shocking than even that. Like, you know, Mike, we are surrounded by people in this industry who it's their job. Yeah, they they literally get paid to get scoops. Well, and all
2: the other folks that claim how connected they are.
4: Right. Or, or, yeah. Or, look, and and I mean, look, some people are more believable than others. Some people are getting the actual dish and other people are just retweeting. But but there are people who get paid, not only get paid, but get paid handsomely to have their fingers on the pulse of everything that's going on behind the scenes. What's so bizarre about this is this story didn't even get leaked publicly before it, started, before it was officially announced. I mean, it was hours before this was already being tweeted about by UCLA and alumni were getting emails sent to them and USC and, hey, fight on. Big Ten style, you know, they're, and then the, Kevin Warren, the commissioner, calling a press conference to say, welcome, welcome, UCLA, the Bruins and Trojans, a proud tradition here in the Big Ten. It's just, it's bonkers that nobody had the scoop, but these things that are happening right now, they're coming out of nowhere, and there are so many FBS schools that nobody knows where the next move is going to come. Now, after moves happen, correspond- corresponding moves will occur. So, you know, Texas OU, all of a sudden you knew, like, okay, you know, maybe the Big 12 is going to start poaching some group of five teams. Maybe the Big 12 is going to go after some of these other conferences and poach their uh, mid-tier talent to to supplant what Texas and OU was for them. You could see that potentially happening in the Pac-12. But it, it, yeah, to your point and, and building on it, it's bizarre that this story didn't get leaked sooner than just mere hours before it was consummated.
2: Yeah, I always enjoy when, when stories are be able to be kept close to the vest. Yeah, There just seem to be too many moving parts here, right? A lot of speculation of what the next domino was going to be after Texas and Oklahoma, but no specificity, right? It, a lot of speculation, obviously, about Notre Dame because, well, that's what we do, and we've been doing that since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Growing up in Chicago was, well, will they ever join the Big Ten? What's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. So when they did the ACC for so many things and then back to the Big Ten for hockey, that, you know, you you raised an eyebrow going, okay, football makes a lot of money trading on history, as we talked about yesterday. But to bring it full circle back to Travion Williams and this, I'm intrigued to hear, you know, how this develops because all schools are trying to deal with this at some level. Right. Obviously, more money flowing at some of these larger institutions. And that's why we're talking about the Big Ten and SEC at such a level. Right. Because they become the dominant players in the sports. Uh, and well, now we'll say, all right, you can come through the velvet rope uh, and enter our clubs uh, and reap the benefits with the rest of our you know, member schools. Uh, Williams in this podcast, you know, direction NIL is going. And obviously now that athletes can capitalize off their name, image and likeness from a law standpoint, there has to be someone that represents them yep. and nods to Miss Sinatra. Uh, someone who understands the ins and outs when it comes to constructing contracts and doing all the little minute details within the middle of it. And that's important for a million reasons. But obviously, when we talk about the transfer portal and recognizing what you've signed on for. Right, Not just your scholarship and, oh, I'm going to upset Coach and these people that recruited me and the alumni base is going to get mad at me and start getting after me on Twitter. No, no, you might have signed a deal with a local business where now there's an issue. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah no, and, that, and that's the secondary part the of this slope. that we're just starting on.
4: Yep, yep. I, and I'm glad that somebody's getting ahead of it on the player protection side because, look, you know, for for as many people out there, who are willing to say, look, these young athletes, they're so selfish, they're getting a free tuition, how dare they? There's a lot of those people. There's a lot fewer of the people out there going, geez, you know, all of these student athletes have been underpaid for – Decades and decades and decades now, even with a full ride to a tu- a tuition to some of the most prestigious schools that are playing big time college football and affording the ability to have full scholarship athletes on their roster. I mean, they're providing, in many cases, tens uh, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue over the course of their career at these universities and they're getting what you know, a hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollar tuition scholarship paid. I mean, don't get me wrong; that's nothing to turn your nose up at. I mean, that's 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 good money if you can get it. But it's first of all, degree isn't what it used to be, and second of all, I mean, again, when you compare it to the amount of money these schools are making, it's it's just ludicrous. And then so yeah of course I'm a fan of players getting paid for the first time but I'm also a fan of them learning about it and doing it responsibly and having some guardrails put in place from a legal standpoint so they don't get hurt by this circumstance and, and so you don't have those tragic stories that prove everybody's point that yeah they shouldn't have ever gotten their name image and likeness money because look look at these guys who are getting distracted with it it's like no 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 if you educate them how to do it carefully how to do it safely then you're not going to have those problems and everybody can go home happy we'll see if it works though i'm 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 curious if there's going to be more people out there who are going to dive into this type of work to help protect players against the perils that are out there
1: be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app
2: this is it we've got an amex
0: platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen
2: Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith's show with Mike Harmon, Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith tonight. Jason will be back with me uh, on the Dan Patrick Show early on Monday morning. Find me next 6 a.m. Sunday morning alongside Bucky Brooks and, of course, Rich and Steve Hartman after uh, that show concludes getting into your sporting day on this holiday weekend as you're out and about uh he'll be on from 10 a.m Pacific till 2 p.m Pacific time uh while we filibuster uh what's going on with the the Instagram stories I mean and what's the weekly food challenge like what did they give you a budget or are you coming out of pocket to gluttonize
4: oh no 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 yeah we're we're coming out of pocket and just touring around San Diego um we do um the the weekday show in San Diego is called the Hartman and Rich O Show. And so what we do is we hit the road once a week. We try some of the local fare. You know, we'll stop by a restaurant, give a little love, give a shout out, eat some food. And we post it to the TikTok, to the Instagram. That's how we roll. The TikTok kid. There you go. Yeah, man. I dig
2: that. You know, Tyson's trying to teach me how to use that stuff. So it's we'll, good be, stuff. we'll be on there soon, much to the chagrin of my teenage daughters. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, they're going to have to share that space, too. Sorry, kids.
2: Well, I mean, they're not posting. They just view. Yeah. yeah. Or if they are posting, they're under aliases that I've not yet discovered. Yeah. <laughs> of course, i got to be honest. I haven't spent a lot of time looking because they're very easily embarrassed uh, by oh, me dude, in yeah. public. Oh, but no. generally, you know, the public acts uh, of anything right you start singing out loud as you're wa- on a hike they get mad and yeah. run the other way you start singing along when you're at a concert they're looking the other way
4: yeah they're embarrassed we had a that. good
2: one at aerosmith a couple of years ago i just saw the uh, report that steven tyler's out of rehab and uh they're looking to get back to their dates that are on the calendar aerosmith celebrating what is it uh got to be 50 years at this point plus uh yeah. in terms of their cel- celebratory uh and world dominance, but the, we were at a concert in Vegas, they were doing it at a really sweet show, it's only like 5,000, the residency they were doing, and at one point, there was a a bit of music, and it was like, all right, encouraged to try to sing along. Well, I did, (laughs) and I hit the notes. Dream on! Nah, we weren't quite to the dream on uh, phase of things, but, and I forget which (laughs) song it was, but I hit the notes, and I had people looking around and like, applauding, in the section going, oh, my God. And yeah. the guy next to my older daughter goes, wow, he can really sing. It's like, And he's not even drunk. Like, That's <laughs> the next line from the kid, which is great. All right, joining us on the hotline, as he does each and every week, the Bet the Boar podcast is where you find him. You hear him here, CBS Sports, and all over the place, at Todd Furman on Twitter, our buddy Todd Furman. How you doing,
5: buddy? What's going on? I'm good, gentlemen. How are you guys holding up this fine Friday?
2: We're just cruising along. Big holiday weekend ahead. I'm sure a lot of folks coming in to sweat in Las Vegas and maybe get some money down on uh, Pac-12 futures for the 2022 season.
5: Yeah, they'll take advantage of any Pac-12 bets they can get now, obviously going to look like a lot different landscape if they're looking to try and bet football futures about two years from now, especially as the West Coast is concerned.
2: As you look at the the numbers and odds here the last couple days, Todd, I mean, what what are the ramifications? What's the buzz there in Vegas, uh, at least short term, as to how this current season is going to play out?
5: Yeah, it doesn't change the dynamic whatsoever. I think when you look at it, it's obviously much bigger for the college football landscape as a whole. But as far as betting implications, it doesn't change the way people are approaching UCLA or USC's football season going forward. It doesn't change how they see the pecking order in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. So it's business as usual from the sports betting perspective. And I think the biggest question all of us have is what the uh, travel toll will take on these teams that are making a number of trips from the west coast to the east coast roughly 2,000 miles at minimum over the course of a 12-game regular season so we know it's all about the almighty dollar and the conference and these institutions will benefit immensely Uh, we'll be able to see what kind of impact it has in terms of on-field football product a couple of years when this whole thing actually takes shape uh, and we're talking about on-field activities.
4: Todd, before you add on the program here, I was just checking over some of the NBA free agency and trading odds. Uh, it's amazing what you can bet on these days. But this is the off season of the NBA. You have to capitalize on this action because there's so much interest in this. It's a soap opera that you can actually spend money and win money on. So Kyrie Irving, right now the handle is hot for him to go to the Lakers. Is that a safe bet or do you think there's a better player on the board? Yeah, I mean, he's a
5: heavy favorite to end up there. You're looking at some of the offshore books at right around $3 for Kyrie to be wearing purple and gold this upcoming season. What I think is interesting is when you look at the odds for the Lakers to win the NBA championship, we've seen those numbers cut from 16 or 18 to 1 at some spots, as low as 10 to 1. I'm not sure Kyrie is the missing link, and granted, he realized basketball immortality when he was playing alongside LeBron James, but neither of them are spring chickens right now, and I think when you look at the potential layout of the West Western Conference, the Lakers are still a cup behind. And as far as some of the other player movement that we've seen, the Suns' number has been cut down considerably, five and a half to one or thereabouts, for them to get out of the Western Conference amid speculation that KD ends up there. The Clippers' numbers come down a shade with their acquisition of John Wall, which I think is fascinating, knowing that Wall hasn't played more than 40-plus regular season games since 2016. And then the big move today, as far as the Minnesota Timberwolves are concerned, they may think they found their missing link giving up a laundry list of draft picks and some role players for Rudy Gobert, but odds maker's not impressed. You didn't see much movement on the Timberwolves from about 40-1, to and most books have held strong still at 40-1 to for them to win the title. It's
2: an awful lot of stuff and assets to give up for a guy. You know, whenever it's five picks and people get excited, Todd, I just kind of chuckle going, yeah, let's see what those actually turn into. They're draft picks years from now.
5: Well, I think that's the big thing. I mean, if you're Minnesota, obviously, and you're making this deal, you're figuring those picks are going to be outside the top 20. Uh, And the way the NBA draft has gone over the last couple of years, it it honestly feels like you're flipping coins after the top five five to ten picks. And I think more and more when you look across the sporting landscape, teams like the Golden State Warriors who built their dynasty in-house, it wasn't because they just had picks in the top five in the draft. It was doing their scouting, getting pieces that fit their system. And you even see that mold take hold in the National Football League where the Rams could care less about draft capital trade some of your draft picks for proven assets and begin to build some sustainability that way and with some of the max deals we're seeing in the nba i think for me what's more fascinating is trying to figure out how carl anthony towns and rudy gobert will work together but you have to figure cat slots to the fore and for a guy who didn't really want to be a rim protector and a post defender he can now be more of a perimeter threat offensively and allow rudy to do the dirty work underneath
4: Earlier in the show, we were talking about how these rights deals, these, that the networks are paying, the NBA, for example, just keep, I mean, astronomically increasing. Uh, $25 billion is the current rights deal for the NBA. Uh, Mike informed me that Adam Silver has said recently he thinks he can triple that. And my knee-jerk reaction was, well, that's all because gambling. I mean, just the the inclusion that gambling all of a sudden is having, and sports betting is having inside of these leagues. You know, these leagues are uh, hiring gaming analysts, and these leagues are having you know league wide sponsorships with sports books and with casino partners and all those things. It just sort of feels like we're embarking on an age, probably within this decade, where we're going to see a live scroll of prop bets and you know uh, halftime odds that you can bet on live in game with a companion app and that's the reason why these networks are taking the risk of spending potentially overspending near term to make all that money back uh in the long term
5: yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of upside and opportunity to be realized for the leagues that want to be smart, they want to think outside the box and try and figure out unique ways that they can monetize their sporting event, and it's not so much the marquee games in the NBA playoffs and NBA finals, the Super Bowl, that sort of thing It's but how do you engage viewers on a Tuesday night for a regular season game in early December where most casual fans could care less about watching an NBA basketball game instead of doing a variety of other things. The one thing that I look at it from, you know, I guess, a not so impartial. Partial observer standpoint is I don't think any league has executed a strategy yet or even has the great greatest ideas for how they're going to be able to maximize some of the revenue potential that comes from it. And that's TV networks that would fall into those buckets. It's leagues. Uh, they all think that they have the perfect formula, the holy grail for being able to achieve this. But the reality of it is, unless you want to bring in actual sports betters and those folks who understand the mentality of a recreational better, uh, I think they're going to continue to take swings. They're going to spend a lot of money, and more often than not, they're going to end up walking back to the dugout after a three-pitch strikeout. All
2: right, Todd, it's July 1st, so we celebrate Bonilla Day. First reference I've made to it all night because we talked about it last night and celebrated it East Coast style. Uh, but since it is only July 1st, you know, what? what's a guy to do if he's looking to find some betting action? Are you seeing action in baseball lines, USFL playoffs and championships? UFC. UFC, Money in the bank from the WWE? What are we looking at?
5: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned UFC. Of course, a big uh, title fight tomorrow night. You've seen Israel Adesanya take money, opening right around minus 350. His price upwards of five dollars. You've seen the under rounds prop also take some money, four and a half shaded over, and that price has come down a little bit. Uh, of course, when you look at some of the other fights on the card, no doubt that the Max Holloway Alexander Volkanov fight will attract plenty of attention. And the one thing about UFC, given the price tags you see for some of the marquee fighters, is the recreational better loves. To parlay favorite so if you're the bookmaker you just want one upset somewhere over the course of a Saturday night card and it ends up making your day but when you're looking elsewhere in the betting landscape regular season baseball you're going to have a number of folks firing into those numbers USFL between Birmingham and um, Philadelphia we'll see exactly what that does for betting handle but the books that I've spoken to said most of these USFL action that they've taken all season has been from professional bettors so it's not as though recreational folks are getting involved and, and of course plenty of on track activities xfinity race tomorrow from road america and then when you shift gears to sunday you have the cup race as well and of course indycar from mid ohio so there are plenty of secondary sports for folks that are looking to get their action fix in uh but jay should take advantage of this downtime because two months from now there'll be plenty of football to fill their weekend menus
4: is there any weird Fourth of July prop bets that you can make? Like, uh, yeah, and I'm asking this because I, I don't know that ans- answer. Do you want to bet on hot dog eating contests? Yeah. Or a hot a- dog eating contest, Nathan's. I mean, is there has there ever been a book that took took uh, took handle on a fireworks display over under total time? You know, it, it, w- w- any any weird odd Fourth of July betting that can go on can go down. Yeah, nothing so much in the
5: way of fireworks or anything like that, but the hot dog contest has definitely taken uh, on a life of its own in the betting community. <laughs> and when you look at the over-under for Joey Chestnut, that price is set at 74 If you believe he's going to break his own personal record at 76 you can get a price right around plus $2 if you shop around. Ironically enough, one of the quote-unquote sharpest bets I've seen as it pertains to the hot Hot dog festivities come Monday morning is Mike Sudo under 49 and a half. We know she returns from maternity leave and not having competed last year, so we'll see if she's able to get to her high standards. But as ridiculous as it sounds, guys, we've seen a correlation between hot dog consumption and weather, and knowing it's supposed to be a little bit humid and sticky outside, it'll be a much different dynamic than uh, the way these eaters have been able to perform in closed confines over the last couple of years. There you and go. Like we'll take protocol. the under.
2: Nicely done, Todd. <laughs> It's amazing. You love that, Rich. At Todd Furman, he gives you even the weather and how it's impacting your gluttony personally and where you can find some dollars at the Nathan's contest. Todd, you are the best.
5: Hey, Nothing stops a, you, brother. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Harm. best of luck with all your F1 picks. I know that's what you're looking for first thing Sunday morning. Let's get it, buddy. All love, man. Thanks so much, as always. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Alex Teichert, our guy, our technical producer, obsessed with the burger. Drop that. There it is. (laughs) And your surname of Ornberger. Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith tonight. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Exceptionally Common sense discover learn more at discover.com/slash match limitations. They do apply. Uh Rich, what would you say if on a podcast a top-notch, highly paid wide receiver says that his connection with his quarterback for this year? right, he just comes over on a huge contract, is going to be like Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman. (laughs) How how do you respond to that if you're a, I don't know, a coach for, say, the Miami Dolphins when Tyreek Hill says this about his relationship with Tua Tungavailoa?
4: This is why I think everybody should have a podcast. I mean this. This is proof that everybody needs a. Podcast <laughs> you know, I because- saw this on this documentary. I watched this on The Last Dance. It looked cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Look, Dennis Rodman. For those who, you know, this this um, the generation gap missed this uh, little little piece of of NBA history was. One of the most interesting human beings to ever play sports. I mean, he just, he was so unbelievably gifted and so unbelievably flawed and loved attention that the combination of those three things led to some of the most ridiculous antics played out i mean he would disappear at times i mean a lot of this was outlined in the last dance but i i can't even describe what it was like living through this especially as a child because i was a child of the 90s i was born in 86 so the bulls years and their dominance in the east was ingrained in me growing up michael jordan was my hero i had chicago bulls bed sheets uh in in new york you You got any of the memorabilia
2: still hanging around rich Oh, anything dude. survive the childhood
4: if if i if i find any i'll i'll share it with you because uh i know you're into it i i don't know i was more I thinking that we thing. could
2: uh you know add to your co- kids college funds i was trying to help <laughs> you out there pal
4: yeah yeah like the pillowcase. who would have known that all that stuff would matter so much these no, days No, that's but- it right
2: the bed set would be worth money oh
4: crazy. crazy i have a it's box crazy. of michael
2: jordan valentine's cards if you need any
4: no there you go <laughs> There you go. I bought
2: it on eBay many years ago for like two dollars. So it's uh, just sitting there.
4: This this uh this team though, I mean like obviously they were at the 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 top of the heap for years and years and Rodman helped them to championships multiple. And in all of that, this is a long way to say Carmen Electra was sort of a fleeting love interest amid what was a well, how would you describe it? It a, a ceaseless revolving door uh, of of scantily clad Hollywood women through his life during his time. Yeah, at I the mean you had
2: the Madonna experience, but i yeah. mean he actually married Electra.
4: Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, you you do have that going on
2: for you. <laughs> that
4: is true. Well, so maybe that's what he meant.
2: So yeah, it was nine days. Killed. So what he's saying is going to be burn really bright for about two weeks.
4: Yeah, Tyreek Hill uh, is saying that him and Tua for maybe maybe he just meant for this contract's length or until he you know he he gets a trade elsewhere, him and Tua are really going to hit it off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait so
2: much to break down NFL uh, preseason and training camp and all of that. A couple weeks away, wetting your appetite here as we do on Fox Sports Radio. Rich, it's been a pleasure the last two nights. Uh, a lot of fun, great conversations, a lot, a lot of NBA. And yeah. And now we'll go and we'll stream things and we'll listen to Metallica songs and run into the holiday weekend.
4: Yeah, yeah. Happy Fourth of July to everybody out there listening to us tonight. Be safe, be merry, uh, but enjoy the BBQ and all the friends and family. Be safe and take care of yourselves
2: at each other at Ornberger. Find me at Swollen Dome. Brian No coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: The Burger! No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Bop Kids, Kids Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May
0: 14th.